0: And support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and the Times Festival of Reading on Saturday, November 11th. The festival brings authors writing about today's compelling topics and most-read fiction for discussions about their books. This year, the Times Festival of Reading will be at the Palladium in St. Petersburg. More information at festivalofreading.com. That's one word, festivalofreading.com.
1: Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, this is Down and Dirty. I'm Mario Nunez with my co-host. Good morning, Mario. John Dingfelder. I got that frog in my throat still, man. But, I, you know, I'm I'm so upset that I was not able to be here last week. The conversation was very, very good. I Thank think you. you covered a lot of ground and I think you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, and, and, you know, we're still, listen, things are not getting any better. Things are getting perhaps even a little worse. Uh, we, we, you know, that's a commentary for uh, three shows. We can do three shows with the the things that are going on: state of Maine, uh, Syria. What, you know, we we breaking news is usurping breaking news now, yeah. and everything is breaking news.
2: Yeah, we could have had three or four hours talking
1: about the Middle East uh, last week. And and and
3: we, and
2: we missed you. We missed both of you guys.
1: Thank you, thank you, because yeah, Jason, Jason. I, I
2: will up. admit, I, uh,
3: I I I. I for the very first time, I was happy to not be here. I was right, a great time right. on vacation. What? Don't, hate, don't yeah, he, hate me. He, Jason, would, hate me he would have had a difficult
1: time with that. The young the, the whippersnapper. You. I
3: missed you so badly. I know. You weren't even thinking of me. You're all out of love. You're so lost without me. <laughs>
1: there we <laughs> you go. You knew I was right. Hit me. Hit me with a little air supply reference right off the top. What's there going, we go. What's going on today, Mario? <clears throat> well, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Nick, Nick Stocko with us. Nick Stocko, for those of you that might not know, he's the president of the Tampa Firefighters Local 754, and we've got a lot of questions and probing questions and some maybe not so probing, but I think interesting questions that a lot of people who aren't familiar with the, the workings of, of a firehouse— uh, what 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 it is that a, a firefighter does? These are the most arguably the most important first responders in our community. Yeah, we always need the guys to show up
2: with the firearms to to maybe quell disturbances. Blah blah blah. And then the firefighters' union that's you know steps up for uh, the brothers and sisters out there in the firefighters uh, who are busy you know doing their, lives, doing right. their jobs, right. and an incredibly difficult and job. Then you get guys like Nick and his board, uh, you know, who meet with the administration, meet with city council and uh, and try and make sure everything's fair and, and that their people are protected. Tip of the spear, for so sure. We're, we're going to have some interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. We will be taking your phone calls uh, at 813-239-9663. We have an email. What's that, Mario? DJ at org.
1: And you can text us, always text us at 813 If you know someone who's a firefighter, if you have experience yourself as a firefighter, a family member. This would be a good time to call them. So yesterday, and I let had, them know.
2: Yesterday, I had experience with firefighters. Uh, on yes, you did. Oh my God! Shall we on North Florida Avenue, Nick? You might have heard about this. I'm sure it was kind of a big deal within the department. North Florida Avenue. There was a gas leak right there in front of Rooster and Till, which happens to be about a block from to my house. Protect my protect my restaurant. <laughs> That's right. One of and my barbershop, frankly, one of, one of your haunts there. But anyway, so uh, literally the firefighters came knocking at my door pretty urgently and said, you must leave your house. And I said, well, okay, give us a few minutes. They said, no, you must leave now. My wife says, what can I take? I need to take boxes and boxes of photographs. I I said, no, honey, we got to go. So I said, okay, sir. I said, where can we drive to? They said, no, you can't drive your car because that would this possible spark would take out the whole city block. So anyway, for the next four hours, uh, we were sitting in a restaurant nearby waiting for the all clear. But Tampa firefighter was there. Tampa police was there. Hillsborough County, actually, a uh, special unit was there. And uh, Tico Gas finally showed up to turn off the uh, turn It's off pretty
1: the amazing to watch the crew when they get there. And a very highly professional, highly trained crew knowing exactly what they need to do under certain circumstances. There was not too long ago, maybe a couple of months back, that we were attending an afternoon soiree in one of the backyards right there in the neighborhood right. as well. That's right. And <clears throat> it's funny because there was... A, a, a wafting smell of smoke in the air, but you know it didn't. And then take... all
2: of a sudden, it got real heavy, right? No, no, no. And,
1: and I'm very olfactory sensitive. So for oh, me, olfactory and, and, yeah, sensitive. That's right, young man. Look it up. So she the reality is, it, and it helped me in my career on the on the airplanes. You know, working as a flight attendant because when well, you got to activate all senses in situations, certain situations, firefighters are no exception. And I noticed the smell of smoke. But immediately I thought, okay, that's not no barbecue smell. This is; these are not Burkett's and nobody's roasting weenies <laughs> here. And sure enough, within just a couple of minutes, the smoke became more and more dense. The smell became more acrid and dark, and and we gravitated towards the street and before too much longer. Two door, hit,
3: two doors down. Two, two would doors. You, would you say you were in a zone of danger? Less or? than
1: a hundred feet. Less than a hundred feet from a from a, a house that was. Fixing to go ablaze. I might say that because under the house in that little area below the house, these are houses in Seminole Heights. There was a smoldering, uh, fire that was, that was. And and the funny thing is, the owner of the home was in the house sleeping. She worked on, she worked nights. So she was, she was not, uh, she was not up and, and about, but her pet tortoise in the backyard was, and he knew there was danger. Because Homie had already left the backyard. He was working his way up the street. Funny. And, and, and of course... <laughs> you, you know come...
3: those turtles, they really make their
1: way. Absolutely. Tortoises. Excuse me. It was tortoise. I, I don't so, want
3: to misgender
1: the turtle. Thank you. So, so we have, so we have uh, fi- the firefighters starting to show up. and Before you know it, the gang's all here. And they're in full gear, and they're coming out of there. And, and they put it out fast. They put it out. And, the, the, you know, they're crawling under the house with their tanks on and their, their breathers. It was
2: pretty impressive to so, see. So speaking of which, Nick, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this. It's National Fire Prevention Month, and we're going to talk about that. It's also First Responders Week, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too. Jason, you got anything for us before we get into the... Meat of our. Are, are show. we gonna are we gonna get a little
3: down and dirty this morning? Go for it, man. I mean, so I'll say this. Um I think you know, John, and we're both aware of you know what we've seen on uh, on social media from a, a certain disgruntled, bitter old man who's uh, grumbling about this station and this studio. And uh, I mean, I'll say just frankly, in, what a, in my I mean, limited, what does
2: his name rhyme with? Um, Gleason.
3: There you go, Jackie Gleason. I, to the moon, Alice. Uh, I mean, I'll just say... So long, pal. I just... Uh, to be, I mean, so bitter at that you think that this place should be, you know, defunded effectively. I think this... WNF is an institution of this community for good reason. I'm really, really proud to be here, and I'll sort of leave it at that. I mean, you know, people want to be bitter about things. You know, that's on them.
2: Yeah. This per- this particular rhyming person with, with Gleason is an old friend of mine. Um, actually, almost sort of related... By, not by blood, but but anyway, um, and I feel bad because there's a lot of bad blood going back and forth, but he is threatening to try and get the station defunded in terms of the state funds and any other government funds that the station might get. So I just want to give listeners out there a heads, a heads up. up. That uh, What do they need to do, Mario?
1: <laughs> probably need to call the station, probably voice their um, support. A- a- approval and support for the station. And then if it gets and, and to the
2: legislature. We or- need to
1: mobilize. We need to go ahead and get that bus yeah. or that two buses or three buses or drive your vehicles and, and meet on the steps and, and carry your signs and let everybody know the importance of this. You know, it's funny because that person that you're referring to, I believe, was had a show here not that long ago, if, a, if I'm not mistaken. I a, thought that was the had,
2: case. Had a show got canceled. I don't, I'm not saying that that's why he's taking off. He feels very passionate about the Israel thing and feels that the station is anti-Israel. I don't believe the station is anti-Israel. I think the station tries to be balanced. And uh, they, you know, they have on some shows that might lean a little bit one way, and some shows that lean a little bit other way. Last week we showed on this show that we were totally neutral and we had one person from both sides of the aisle and, um, and nobody died. Nobody, Nobody got hurt. hurt. I
1: saw the
3: picture yeah, afterwards.
2: Let's be clear. Everybody looked good. Nobody died. But anyway, so it's a little premature to go to Tallahassee right at this second, but... We just need to have our antenna up. That's all. Yeah, we need to be protect this
3: station. Protect what it means to this community. It's a reflection of the community. Thank you, Jason. And a
1: wonderful asset. Thanks, Jason. So what do you got, boss? What do I got? Yeah, what's been stuck in your
2: crawl this week? <sighs> so much. I, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but that... You know, gun control is just keeps popping up. and every We don't have time to talk about every, that. Every,
1: <laughs> we don't have time to talk about that. That's a mental health every, issue. Cu-
2: every, couple of, every couple of weeks, you know, we get an incident like this, and this one is crazy. You don't think of Maine as a place where this would happen. Yeah, the time to talk about that is not now.
1: When is it then?
2: Can yeah. I ask you, when is it? So you're being sarcastic? Of course I am. Yeah, okay, we'll our, the sarcasm is ripping off this of the microphone. Sarcasm. went right over my head. Nope. So anyway, um, that that main thing is just nuts. Uh, the guy a couple about a month or two ago, he's on he's at West Point training people. Well, he's a, he's a gun specialist. He knows how to handle that weapon. Yeah, that makes it even scarier. But anyway, but he also has had mental health issues, and he's the type of person that. Shouldn't be carrying guns, shouldn't be allowed to. And we all know, because we've been seeing the reports, uh, the state of Maine is one of the
1: most liberal when it comes to, they don't have any background checks. You don't have, they don't have uh, any restrictions. You can, you can, there's, there's concealed carry without permit. I mean, they, they're as liberal as it can be as, with regard to firearms. Yet, ah, we don't have time to talk about it. All right,
2: you're up next. What do you got?
1: I'm just, you know, the world is spinning crazy i'm I'm trying my best to stay as positive as I can, and those people that know me well enough know that man i'm the last I'm the last guy out. you know what i mean i'm I'm gonna be there until there ain't no there and uh and we're getting close to there ain't no there I mean you know in Syria last night, and you know every time you go to you're watching the news and they come back from a commercial, you hear that music dun, 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 breaking news it, it, you know it, everything is a breaking news story and it's super super heavy. I'm just wondering, man, and I'm not an end times person. I don't believe in, in that, so to speak, that, you know, I, I think Mother Earth is probably going to handle this the way she knows how, by sloughing us off like the ingrates that we are, and that's the way this is going to end. And it's going to take time, but there's going to be suffering, and I've got a new granddaughter, and you've got new grandbabies too, and there's a lot of young people that in this world that we need to protect and make sure they have an opportunity to, to experience the life that we've enjoyed a little bit, right? So, but man... Man, it is tough times right now. So Every message
2: today is save the planet.
1: My message today is and hug each other and stop being so mean to each other cuz ain't nobody getting out of this bad boy alive. Number 1 and the suit the last suit you wear, Mr. D, ain't going to have no pockets in it. You know why? Cuz you ain't taking a squat with you, brother. So the best thing you can do is just be Kind and caring and love the people you're close to right now, because that's where it starts. And like like MJ told us, that would be Michael Jackson, not the MJ in the morning guy. That would well, be Michael Jackson. He told us, <laughs> look, the man in the mirror. If we that's the guy. It starts we, with the man
2: in the mirror. If we weren't tied to our microphones, I'd come over and hug it out with you. I need it. I need it. I need it. But All we'll, right. we'll wait till after the show. So listen, let's repeat that uh, call-in number. I apologize. I did not take any calls last week because we were too intense into the conversation. But today... We want to hear from you, 813-239-9663. By the way, we were a little bit short on our fundraising goal a few weeks ago, so um, you still have a chance uh, to uh, go into the website and hit our tip jar with a little bit of contribution. If you like
1: what we're doing here, and we're going to continue to do this, and hopefully you'll like us even more as we continue, show a little love and just... uh, Mario
3: says, show a little love. The
1: twos and fews, they add up. Have a little love in your heart. They add up. Jackie DeShannon.
4: There
3: you go.
1: All right, so do we have a little song to oh, to, yeah. to usher in our guests today? Indeed. Is the great Ohio Players. All
2: right. Had the occasion
1: to see them live, Mr.
2: Johnny. At every party that the uh, firefighters have, do you guys play that, Nick? Uh,
5: yes, we do. We,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful.
5: And there we go. It's typically at the request of the firefighters. There They're the ones that want to hear it.
2: <laughs> well, maybe
5: give
3: the, the people w- what they the want.
1: W- maybe the wives too. Especially the Tampenos. This is Mr. Nick Stacco again, the president of Tampa Firefighters Local 754. And we are privileged and honored to have him here in studio with us. And we're going to go easy on him, only in one regard, because he, he admitted this is his first uh, radio appearance. I you say, got a great yeah. presence. You got a great voice. Papa, lean in.
5: Well, good morning. And good we morning.
1: might do some of it in Spanish because rumor has it that this gentleman here, and I just, I'm meeting him this morning. Eres Uruguayo?
5: Now, Mario, I didn't think you were going to tell everybody that, but. <laughs> here uh, it yes, is. That is correct. Um, I love it. And then, you in Uruguay. Entonces, que podemos hablar un poquito en español. Si es necesario, seguro que sí. And there it is.
1: And lean into your microphone, baby, because this is going to get good.
5: I want to say thank you all, actually, to the crew here, you guys, for having me today. Um,. It, it's uh, it's truly a privilege and an honor to represent uh, the Tampa Firefighters Union uh, and thank you for having me
1: so Of course firefighters listen a, a group of my uh, high school mates you know they when they gravitated towards that because of the honorable job that it is and a lot of my pals a lot of my high school buddies you know graduated. Neighborhood pal of mine uh, rose through the ranks, Captain Bibaloni. He retired a few years ago. Cookie, he's a dear friend of mine. What was
2: uh, that, that relative the, we ran the into? The
1: Martinez brothers. The relative. Well, the next. That's next gen. These guys are coming yeah, off the yeah, scrolls yeah. now. Rick Acosta and so many more Jefferson High School cats. Um. And and my cousin's youngest. Oldest son Nelson Garcia Jr., who I think is at Station One, and I think he's he's ascending through the ranks now as well. You know, it's it's a big deal for you. These. Would
2: have, you would have been a good firefighter. I don't know. No, I think so. Well, I would have you been able enthu- to get to the You got the enthusiasm.
1: And I was pretty strong, you know, weight in proportion to height and pretty strong for my size, but so I would have been able to handle all that, but that 100 crawl
2: through those The tunnels. crawl space
1: is no problem because I'm a little guy, but I can I can't do that. No, no, you would have been outside going, "Mario, are you okay?"
2: my, my
5: butt the, would be stuck.
1: That 100 foot test on the ladder thing. I don't know that I would have done so well on that.
5: I think you would have been fine.
2: All right, Nick, thank you for the confidence. <laughs> I watch him out over there at the training facility by the by 34th Street dump. And I'm sitting in line, so I watch for like a half hour. And uh, I'm very, very impressed. very impressed with the, the training and everything that goes into it. It is First Responders Week and National Fire Prevention Month. And we are thrilled to have you here, Nick. What is going on in the world of firefighters? How did you, you get to be a firefighter? Uh,
5: great question. Um, as we talked about beforehand, I was... Um, I spent majority of uh, my young career, my young life, uh, over in New York and Long Island, on New West York. Babylon, New York. Yeah, New York. York.
2: I was across the river in New
5: Jersey. New Jersey. So, uh, so we were we were competitors, but yeah, we
2: met, um, <laughs> and we co- met in Manhattan, <laughs> and, and now, we now all, we're friends. And we all love the
5: Knicks, <laughs> and know? now we're friends. Um, but the uh, the community that uh, in the West Babylon was a volunteer fire station, and the uh, the firehouse there, uh, depending on the holiday, whether it was Easter. Or Christmas, uh, they would have things, events, where the community would come to the fire station for Easter. they would, The firefighters would cook pancakes for the community. They would hide the eggs for the kids. And then uh, on Christmas, they would have Santa, uh, one of the firefighters would dress up as Santa, slide down the pole with a big old gift bag and uh, be able to, to to share that with the kids. Um, so I have several uh, several experiences with the fire station growing up. And uh, ever since I was the age of five or six, I just knew I always want to be a firefighter. That was always your Halloween costume, right? <laughs> every every nightmare and dream too. <laughs>
1: Captain's hat, axe, fire crash axe.
2: Yeah, you know th- those volunteer fire fire stations up north are amazing. My little town in in North Jersey had the same thing. We had we had it was a small town, forty thousand people. We had I think four different stations around town. You know. I don't know how many guys and women, you know, in each station, uh, all volunteers. It was crazy when that when that siren would go off, and I'm sure it was the same in your town. That siren would go off all over town, and then you better get off of the road because people are jumping in their cars from whatever they're doing, and they're flying down the street, yeah. getting dressed, and meeting meeting at wherever the fire was.
5: Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, what they generally would do for Christmas is they would— uh, one of the firefighters dressed up as Santa, he would sit on the front bumper of the fire truck and hand out candy canes to uh, the what, whole community, up and down the street uh, up and something. down the streets um, but uh typically that siren went off every day at noon also it was to tell everybody that it was uh, lunchtime the whole town the whole community <laughs> would hear that that siren wail yeah I think firefighters have always had a very
1: uh special place in, in calendars in, in <laughs> yeah too but in um, in our cities and our municipalities kind of maybe even a little bit more than the police officers because there was always a little tension with the police when they would show up, even in the early days, now even worse. But you didn't have that with the firefighters because there. when the firefighters come blasting through, they're here to do one thing, man. They're here to save your building and save your life, and that's it. That's right. You know, the cat up the tree, they'll get that too if they need to. But, you know, you, it's funny. When they roll up behind you in the, in the, uh, in, in the streets and you hear the sirens coming, You just get out of the way. There is, the there
3: is no song called F the Fire Department. There you go. Just consider this. Look,
1: there you look, go. We can start from there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I so, think the honor and the respect has always been uh, provided, and, and rightfully so. Yes. So, in,
2: in regard to National Fire Prevention Month, you're, you, I'm sure you're probably out in the schools, and you, you and your folks are out in the schools, out in the community, talking to people. If you had one or two messages to people on how to protect themselves, what,
5: what's your message? Sure. Absolutely one of the uh, leading causes is, you know, residential house fires, saving lives, smoke detectors. Um, I, we can't tell you how many times we go into houses and we hear the beeping coming from the smoke detector because... The battery's low. The battery's low. Right? And chirp, or chirp. the detector's bad. And yeah. um, and it's being aware of those things and those uh, key indicators that will help get everybody out of the house. And the other one would be education within the family, making a plan, uh, having a plan when you leave the house. Um and for the adults, go get CPR certified. Yeah, early defibrillation <laughs> really saves lives. Right,
2: and you guys—we're talking fire, fire, fire—but you guys are all about uh, rescue as well. About get you know, basically ambulance ser- type service. You show up in your in your big red, whatever they call them. Uh, what's the name of that?
5: Well, there's there's rescues, fire right, rescues, the rescues, which yeah. are the transporting units, and then there's fire trucks. That uh, carry the same qualified, yeah. um, and that's one of the things that in my mom's building.
2: You guys are the first ones there. I mean, you know, the, you, you're showing up in the building, you're resuscitating, you're transporting. Um, you did it with my dad too. Rest in peace. Uh, you guys are amazing in that regard.
5: Oh, thank you. Thank you that we were able to provide that uh, that, that care to you. Um, but different from the volunteer fire departments up north, all the fire departments down here are all paramedics so you get the best of both worlds you get a firefighter and a paramedic so it can be there at your house within those four minutes uh, by industry standard so if
2: you just tuned in we've got nick stocko a president of the tampa firefighters local 754 and we do have a phone call coming in mario um and before you do mario keep calling in 813-239-9663 what do you got Mario? we
1: see you there mike we're going to come to you now mike in sarasota mike you're on the air
2: Thank you very much for taking
0: my call. Certainly. Let me get your speaker phone. Yes, sir. I, I came in a little bit after the beginning of your show, and I heard you say that somebody was complaining about WMNF's coverage of the Mideast. Was that a current staffer? I didn't catch the name. Who was that? Well, we're
2: not going to give the name, um, but but if you go on social media, you probably will see it. Um, there's, no a, reason, there's no reason to give the name. I no, but it's yeah. a former – somebody who used to have a show here – his show is pretty much pro-Israel and anti-Palestine, I would, I would say. Uh, ultimately, his show got canceled. Now he says that this station is too pro-Palestine, and, uh, and he's aggressively saying that he wants to defund the station and take away any government support. The station doesn't get that much to start with, but he wants to defund it anyway. So, uh, uh,
0: okay, now, are his initials Craig
2: Copp? <laughs> no, no I don't no, believe so no, no, it's not it's not him no 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 okay but, All right,
0: but did,
1: you not, did you have any questions did you have any questions today I for
0: our our, uh, yeah, our... Yeah. let me conclude with just one statement I was a leader in the fight to remove Craig Co and I'm sad to see that he's got a show on WF USF these days because Craig cop tried to fire Rob Laura and I hope he's listening to this my name is Mike lachey and I think that's an example of a Very pro Zionist person allowed to be on the media. And our final comment: the comment is, is that these people who are trying to get rid of uh, of of people like MNF for for reporting on on these are the first to complain about cancel culture, and now they're here trying to implement cancel
2: culture on WMNF. Well, we appreciate We appreciate the call. We're back to firefighters now, but uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: So, so I got just a quick question, and and you alluded to it a little bit earlier. Um Nick you said the the firefighters up up north, when they dress as Santa, they come sliding down the pole with a bag of gifts. And, you know, that's the thing that we look for from our firefighters. So we can remember those of us that are of a certain age here, either Tampa police, sometimes the firefighters got involved, they would dress uh, appropriately as Santa Claus and elves and so forth, and they would be on Braddock Street back in in uh, the 60s when Braddock Street would dress itself out for Christmas, and they would be handing candy cases. Braddock case
2: Street out, in West in Tampa. In West Tampa. What
5: Tampa. In West Tampa.
1: Always doing uh, just wonderful work community outreach WD work yeah and and now it's it's more important than ever and we're grateful that you guys do that do you guys still use the pole i gotta ask
5: uh there are a couple stations uh one downtown uh that station does i believe it's about 30 to 32 feet mm. uh, you can the, get up some speed coming down that pole yeah yeah it's only it's bad when you go down with wet hands Oh, and yeah, as firefighters, Ooh. you know we love to cook. Uh, we have to clean up after we cook, and if you're doing dishes, you better dry off your hands before you slide down the pole. So when
2: I was, those are your
1: breaks, correct?
5: Yeah, when, yeah.
2: When I was on, speaking of cooking, when I was on city council a while back, um, I can't help but laugh about this. Do you you remember this, Nick? When the uh, down the station down there in Port Tampa, and they kept complaining about their kitchen, kept complaining about their kitchen. We need a kitchen remodel, and next thing we know. They went to a fi- they went to a to a fire and they ended up having a grease fire in their kitchen and they burned down their kitchen. <laughs> the know? station? The station. In one way or the other, they, they got, got a, a new, new kitchen. New, they got a new kitchen.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's almost like uh, some homeowners up north you got to follow the insurance against yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was classic. But on a on a serious note, uh, one thing that does make me a little bit sad is so, so I served on Tampa City Council <clears> under Mayor Pam 2003 to 2010, and the issues about the sh- the shortages that the fires uh, firefighters faced. Uh, trucks were getting old and beat up. Stations were getting tired and needed remodeling. Women were women firefighters, and there weren't that many of them back then, but you know more now, uh, and good for that. Uh, were complaining that there wasn't women's bathrooms, or there was inadequate women's locker rooms, and that sort of thing. So I come back to city council in 2019, and sure enough, all those issues are still there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that was very, very sad to me because it was almost like, well, we, we all, you know, everybody says, oh, first responders, firefighters, we love you, we love you, but we're not putting our money where our mouth is. Is that correct, Nick?
5: Well, I could tell you that, um, you know, a lot of those issues may still arise. Uh, generally, it all encompasses into one thing. And that's the industry standard, right, in these fire stations, in these firehouses. Uh, we talk about gender-neutral restrooms or even, you know, like the, the health and safety is these fire barriers. These trucks, uh, they're big diesel engines, big diesel motors. And every time they turn on, they put out that fume and those exhausts, those gases that go out into the bay, uh, eventually make its way through living quarters. And that's what we're sleeping in. Um, and then we're sleeping in those you know, the 1950s, 1970s, we have two stations that are greater than 100 years old. And uh, I actually asked this question when uh, when, you were, when you came to interview for us, I asked it to another city council member, and I asked, majority of our stations are from the 1950s. Um, we can buy a fire truck, it might be here in a year or two, but how do you buy a station? How do you get that here in a year or two? And we're still having those conversations today. Uh, and that's what the firefighters pay their union dues for, Uh, for the union to go up there and advocate uh, and have their political connections uh, as well as, you know, advocate for wages and stuff. But um, we did get partitioned walls in that 2017-2018 range. There was a directive uh, for specific restrooms to be utilized by females, but it definitely wasn't enough. And um, as we move forward with times, we're even finding that male or female restrooms may not be the way to go either about gender-neutral specific restrooms. Um, a restroom is a restroom. It is. It and is. Especially Truly. within our fire stations. Um, so we're going to continue to advocate for those things. Uh, I know funding has been a huge um, point of contention. Um, we look at some numbers from 2018 and 2019, and some of the numbers being prevented, uh, presented even as uh, nearly as yesterday. We wonder, how are we getting these numbers? Um, and, you know... <coughs> But we're going to continue to advocate for our firefighters as well as the community because those fire stations also serve as community hubs that's how yes. i got started yes public education areas that the community can come we can do demos you can do open houses
1: it's where people drop off a box of kittens and or a baby
5: exactly. You That's know, I mean, no, no, I'm
1: not, I'm not making, I, why is the young man laughing? He's, it's inappropriate, but I'm,
3: I'm, I'm totally, especially
2: yeah. since he got dropped off at the bar. Thank thing. you.
3: I mean, I was going to say, this is Thank my you. origin story. It's That's why I became a supervillain. All right. In all so, seriousness. So if
1: you're just, if you're just joining us now, you're listening to Down and Dirty with Mario Nunez and John Dingfelder on WMNF Community Radio, 88.5 callers. Mm-hmm. We see you there and we're going to come to you right about now. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding. Since we have a few callers, please make your question or your comment brief. And we're going to we're going to come to Bert in Clearwater presently. Bert, you're on the air with us. Good morning.
4: All right. Good morning. And I, I want to say I'm a retired fire lieutenant. My father was a volunteer for 45 years. My mom was in the first aid squad up in New Jersey. I was a, a FMBA 33, which is really good. And I just appreciate you guys are talking about firefighting. They need to make sure that. Uh, Everybody's safe. And what we did up there, we had instead of three shifts, we had four shifts. We called them groups, and and it was a 42-hour work week, and it worked. It worked a lot better. I think that would be something that you guys you probably know about it from being up there in New York. Uh, but it's it, it, it helps from burnout. So, but I appreciate it. And I've been over the years, I've been exposed to.
2: Hey Bert, what, I'm just curious, Bert. What city or what town in New Jersey? Uh, Rahway. Rahway. Okay, you were about halfway down. Halfway down, we probably were. We probably met at the Jersey Shua. Yeah, the
4: Jersey. Shore. As one does. <laughs> exit Exit 11. That's and, it. Uh, but you know, Nick, it's 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 good to have union, uh, and we know the importance of that. But the four-day, you know, the 40-hour work week. Then, then, guys, would, what it is, one shift would work 10-hour days, 8 to eight to 6,
2: and then the other shift would come in at 6 at night and work till 8 in the morning. All right, Nick, let's hear your response hey, to that, and then we'll take another call. Hey, thank hey. you so much, Bert, for your call. We thank really you appreciate
5: you. Thanks for your service. Bert, good morning. First, I want to say thank you to your service and, and your family service. The, the fire service is a tradition, history-based, and I want to thank you and your family for all your service. Uh, we continue to advocate for less work hours in the work week, uh, right now, we work on a three-shift platoon, and um, as we know, it is taxing on our hours. Uh, we look for for further uh, for further contract negotiations to go to that fourth platoon system, in hopes to lessen the work hours for our firefighters to make that work-life balance uh, more uh, healthier for our firefighters. So I appreciate that, and we actually do have Pasco County up north. They, uh, they did go to a four-platoon system, and they're in current contract ratification over that. So that's something that we may explore in the, uh, in the near future. Thank you.
1: Very cool. So I just got a message here from uh, my former neighbor who says, uh, talking to my boy Stocko. He said, this is Mark Spear, who is, uh, was a former. And I, I hated to lose him as a neighbor because what a, what a great guy.
5: I, uh, I was just texting him, and he said, I'm, I'm confused how you're live and texting at the same time. Well, when you get hired with somebody as good as him, and his last name and my last name, we did everything together yeah, as partners. right next to
1: each other's Spear and stocko, right?
5: And, and that's what firefighters do. They stick together. Uh, Mark and I have been um, very good friends since, and um, I'm very thankful for his leadership uh, within the firefighters. And was
1: his father not a firefighter as well?
5: We talked about history and family. There
1: you go. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's a strong connection there. I mean, you know, my cousin, uh, her husband, Uh, Louis Fernandez was a firefighter in Hillsborough County, rose to the ranks of captain. His son is also now following in his footsteps. So, I mean, it's a a great time to be talking about firefighters. Gary and St. Pete, we're coming to you now. Gary, you're on the air. Thank you for your call.
4: I was watching uh, the city council uh, a couple of months ago. and First of all, Nick, you're a terrific advocate for the the union. Uh, Very persuasive fantastic information for city council. The concern that I had
5: Absolutely. What was your name again, Gary? Devin. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Um, thank you for correct. your call, Gary. Yes, thank you. Um, every time that there's an event at Raymond James Stadium, Raymond James Stadium uh, is the vendor, and the City of Tampa provides them with services, and the City of Tampa provides them with qualified paramedics and fire watch inspectors to conduct uh, to provide their services there on site. However, as I mentioned recently at city council, when people call for us, they generally don't ask us for advice. They like to be taken to the hospital. So as you saw recently, there was 86 calls, I think, at Raymond James during one of the football games. And if every, every time someone needs to be transported out of Raymond James, uh, they utilize the street units. So the West Tampa station, the uh, Boy Scout West Shore uh, area, the West Shore station – we, we have to call for their ambulance to take the individuals to the hospital. There is only one transport unit dedicated to the NFL players. And, you know, as we see in uh, the NFL events, there's high contact. And when that unit goes and transports that NFL player, they generally have to wait for another unit for coverage. But that is 100% correct. Whenever a, a, a guest of Raymond James needs to be taken to the hospital, it's, it comes right out of the taxpayers.
2: But that doesn't uh, make services. any sense. So the, the, you know, Buccaneers have been around forever. So wh- why is this still happening? What's the
5: I, issue? I, I think that's a great question. I can tell you that for other events like the Sunset Music Festival, there's designated transport units for that crowd. That crowd generally takes in 25,000 or 30,000 people, and we have designated transport units on scene for the guests. However, at Raymond James, the, the unit is just for NFL. <laughs> when,
2: the, that, when the crowd can exceed that it, it, twice or three times. Yeah, 60000 Something yeah. that Tampa Sports Authority needs to address, I'm sure, as well as the Buccaneers and, and the city. Um, you want to take one more call? I and think then we should. Then I think we'll we jump should. Because I've got a down and dirty question for Nick. But let's take one more call and then we'll do it.
1: All right, Fran, we're coming to you now, Fran in Largo. Thank you for oh. being there and waiting patiently. You're on the air. Oh,
0: thank you. Uh, this is kind of on the lighter side, my uh, question here. Uh, I uh, watched uh, this show on, on TV. It, while it's very entertaining, it's about uh, it's called Chicago Fire, and it's about firefighters and paramedics and men and women. And uh, it, I'll tell you, the the show it gets to be like Peyton Place after a while, uh, between the men and the women. I just want to know what— firefighters think of a, a show like this? Maybe a lot of people watching these shows believe it, huh. but I just want to know what I think that's a great
3: question.
5: Great <laughs> I think that's question. A, I actually think that's a great, great question. Question, Man, question, friend.
1: Nothing wrong with that question at all. Thank you for right your call. There,
5: friend. Great question. Um, so first I want to start out by saying I don't watch much TV. There you go. I watch uh, a couple news channels and that's it. And one is often on repeat all day long and <clears throat> my significant other yells at me. Um, but no, great question. i She did, my significant other, try to get me to watch the show Chicago Fire. I said, okay, you got me for about two shows. And um, I watched it and I was a little disappointed in the stereotypical storyline of whether it was substance abuse or marital issues and personal life things that the firefighters go through. Um, Those things uh, I didn't enjoy uh, because it was very stereotypical. However, I can tell you that The overall family aspect of it and sharing a roof together and responding to calls on trucks and the types of calls that they went to is pretty accurate.
2: Yeah. You know, I I, I hate to dwell on it, but when I was on council this most recent time, I was trying to focus on mental health for our employees and especially for Tampa police and Tampa fire. Because, Nick, I don't need to tell you, there's a lot of PTSD in both departments. Um, you know, you go answering these calls, they're tra- some of them are tragic, bloody, violent, what have you, and you guys are the first responders. You're there to see it all. And from a PTSD perspective, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, um, you know, that's got to be rough. What, what is the city doing? What is the union doing to address, you know,
5: uh, the potential for that, uh, you know, mental health issues within your crew? Sure, I could tell you from the union side of it, uh, we partnered up with our state organization, the Florida Professional Firefighters, and we were able to get some legislation uh, passed—the PTSD um, bill—that would provide coverage and benefits to those that had PTSD claims. A Um, lot of people probably don't want to admit it either, right? You know, they want to tough it out. Truly, yeah. 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 And um, we're very fortunate uh, in the city of Tampa to have a uh, an occupational health. Uh, nurse, and her name is Tiffany Klein. Yes, she does a great job. She is our hero. Uh, She wears the cape. She is the firefighter savior, but she's only one person, and she's also human. So we continue to advocate for peer support teams that she does have. We do have a behavioral health training session on November 14th, exclusive to the IAFF members, uh, and it was actually a joint invite from St. Pete, our brothers over at St. Pete Local 747 uh, the union works in conjunction with other unions, and from the IFF level, uh, we support each other. Uh, and whether the city wants to uh, help or contribute to some of those, the union is a great source of uh, peer support and uh, family tradition and hope to get that resource for those really,
2: people. Really, really, really important issues. Sure, I hope uh, you guys stick with it. I have a question,
1: <clears throat> and I'm going to read an email first. My question, and I'll come back to it in just a minute, is high-rises. Remember that. Yeah. But this email that I want to read to you now, <clears throat> I found it interesting how the Union for Walt Disney World Firefighters fought against a new oversight board for better pay and better staffing. Could your guest speak on this? It was pretty high-profile. Also, uh, why, uh, what does your guest think about spending hundreds of millions in the new... Tampa a service center on Hannah Avenue, why not spend those capital improvement dollars for upgrading on city fire stations? That was, my, that was one
2: of my questions. This is Darn it.
1: David Bryan. Thank you for, for your email. Darn it, Dave. Either one of those two questions resonate with you?
5: Uh, sure. Yes, I can tell you that um, <clears throat> to the city center, I think it's, you know, it's a great asset uh, to the city. But what that does to the fire union is it tells you that the city is looking outward. They're preparing for the growth. They're preparing to be able to staff the city employees. Uh, my question is, what are we doing for the firefighters to be able to prepare for the growth in the city? Um, you know, just trying to stay within the firefighter union realm with that. And some of the, the growth already here. Right, uh, and, Oh, so
2: much. So, so much. There you go. The thank
1: you. For, thank you for reminding me. Uh, and, well, I didn't forget. It was just a second ago. But the high I'm, rise. I'm here to help you. Thank you, John. <laughs> and I need you, brother. Sometimes I really need you. But um, the, the, you know, we're, we're we're becoming much to my chagrin, and a lot of others of a certain age in Tampa, uh, a vertical city, uh, and with that comes a lot of challenges. Don't we, Miami, we, my Tampa. We know. We know. Uh, We know Chicago full well, Chicago Fire. We were talking about New York, of course, the the quintessential vertical city in the United States. Talk about a little bit about the challenges, the special challenges with fire and rescue getting up to those high floors. And and, and you're talking about planning. They're not planning for that part of the aspect, that component. They're just putting in the apartments. And I guess the rescue comes after.
5: Uh, Well, so first on the high rise, right, um, firefighters... There's square footage. Um, People don't catch fire. Anything can catch on fire, electrical fires, whatever it may be. Um, The amount of square footage that we need to protect um, gets covered by firefighters on our two legs. What happens? The elevator stops to work, Mm. so people can't take the elevator. So what do generally people do? We all saw at 9-11, they have to go down the stairwell. What happens all the way up and down the corridor, Bayshore, Bayshore, Gandhi. you generally have your more vulnerable population. You're 55 and up. Uh, And even in downtown, you may have your 55 and up. What do they have a tough time doing? Going down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So we need more firefighters. Industry standard uh, outlines 43 firefighters to be on scene within 10 minutes and 10 seconds of that incident. Um, As you can imagine, 43 firefighters is about a little over a third of the minimum staffing in the city. And that would deplete one response for a high-rise incident, even if there's no fire, would deplete a third of the city's responses, of the city's uh, resources for firefighters. It's a coordinated attack in both saving lives and putting out the fire. And that takes people. And it is a very high-risk, low-frequency, but what we need to prepare for the most is those high-risk low frequency events, if you're not preparing for the worst and training for the worst, how are we going to be expected to perform at that level? I
1: didn't, I didn't do <clears throat> a great job with mathematics in either junior high or high school. I did it because it was perfunctory, and we had to do it to get through it.
2: You made but, up for it in grammar. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you, sir. Seriously, who rings this man's grammar teacher? I will ring a bell on that. But the reason I'm saying this, and this is in all seriousness, is those numbers are not sustainable. They're not sustainable, Nick. And, you know, let alone we've got hurricane season, which lasts six months here. If we have an event with that, we're done.
5: Right. And if you think of where those fire stations are, but Mr. John, like you were saying down in the Port Tampa, those fire stations then need to relocate. So those people relocate for, to those old stations that are already outgrown and outdone and that's what we need to prepare for. We need to prepare for the worst of the worst to make sure that we have all bases covered. If we're not able to cover the day to day to day, um and, and we're not doing our part. Say nothing for
1: the fact that we've got com here, too, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, we got a little bit of a target on our back you know in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, we have a target, target on our back from Mother Airport? Nature.
5: I didn't say TIA. Did but you say TIA, Raymond James, Midtown, Aquarium, Bush Gardens, Look, man, you're, Florida Park City? You're giving me
2: the
1: chill
3: bumps,
2: because UT,
1: USF, we talked about yeah. earlier. All densely populated
2: so speaking of densely populated I have to take issue with population what you, density what you said Mario I think going vertical is the way to go because it reduces urban sprawl if you put I don't people, mind I don't if mind you put that argument in a high rise up and down from a growth management perspective I I I'm, I'm all for it but okay I promised a down and dirty fireman's question here, here we go with about 10 12 minutes to 10, go. 10 12 minutes Nally. to go. We we'll probably could take one more call 813-239-9663 but in the meantime Nick um I want to express this show's condolences to Tampa Fire um your your family of firefighters had a loss um recently and it resulted in a strange controversy. But let's talk about the loss first and then uh, and then go from there.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, rest in peace to uh Jackson Rometta, seven year old. Uh, it was a drowning incident uh, in the backyard of the, of the family's home. And, you know, I want to try to com- keep the, uh, the family's privacy as, as much as possible since it's relatively fresh. However, I will speak on the Rometta family. Uh, there are uh, four brothers, very well respected, very well known. And as Mario was saying, it's a it's family, it's a tradition, it's history, and it's uh, what we know and what we do. And um, four brothers, three are active. One is a retired. He was a retired captain that's came back to work with us in our prevention bureau. Uh, but they're a good group of four brothers. Uh, two of them serves on the Tampa Firefighters Museums Board. We have that museum downtown that everyone enjoys. Fabulous. And, and they, uh, lost,
2: they lost their child.
5: huh? A, a, yes, and the um, the, the captain, uh, the captain, one of the captains that's active, lost seven year old, uh, a special needs child. Uh, they'll be drowning in the lake. The entire family lives on this lake, and um, that's generally where they share their family time—is with the kids in the backyard. So sorry. Yeah. So it's um, it's just very tragic.
2: So how does that become
5: controversial? Well, there was, um, as we mentioned, you know, families and firefighters in history, and what this uh, what this union does, and this union not just provides for the firefighters, but their families, their firefighter. Uh, pays the ultimate sacrifice. We then owe it to the families that that um, were with, with the firefighter. There was a uh, a funeral service last Friday uh, in downtown Tampa at the Sacred Heart. And uh, it was a beautiful service. And um, there were many community leaders there as well as fire chiefs uh, supporting uh, this Rometta family. And it was a little, um, it was tough for us. Uh, there was a, a direct order that we weren't allowed to wear our fire department uniform. And no fire department vehicles were allowed to be there. And um, this is downtown Tampa. This is our backyard. This is our family. This is our area. And um, it was very tough. And and from your perspective, that came down from the mayor or from the chief or what? Uh, Without it. You know, I'm I'm trying to keep it as much uh, as factual driven as possible. Uh, We, you know, it didn't come from, it didn't come from the firefighters. It must have come from the fire administration or above. And um, and And any rationale for that, Nick? Does it, does it make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me because uh, for other families, um, we've done it before. Mark Spear, I believe for his family, the entire staff went to Orlando um, we've traveled to Pinellas. We've traveled to other areas to so just pay our respects. This was right in downtown.
2: Yeah, I've been to a few uh, TPD funerals. Very tragic, very sad. And there's always a lot of equipment, a lot of public vehicles, even firefighters. Uh, you know, in their vehicles, show up uh, out of. <sighs> I lost my mic. No, you're on. Huh? You're on. Oh, yeah I'm so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it went weird, and oh, maybe I lost my. Your headset. Plug in your headset. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll keep talking. Um <laughs> it's very tragic. And uh, uh but 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 you know, I, I don't see any response like that. Now, I will I will give a little shout out, um, or apparently, and you haven't seen it yet, apparently the chief responded this morning. Tampa Fire Chief, uh, Ms. Miss Tripp uh responded this morning uh by with an email of her own rebutting what you just said, and she said You know, she said, though, you know, the administration did not, you know, prevent people from wearing their uniforms and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we can't get into the he said, she said. But it is unfortunate that there's not better communication on an issue like this where I know, listen, everybody's human. The administration's human. You guys are human on this kind of issue. We really shouldn't be disagreeing. Sure.
5: Even on Saturday, there was a memorial service at the Temp Firefighter Museum. And uh, the order carried on to that day as well that uh, vehicles weren't allowed to go. Uh, I, I I had to contact the chief on that one. Yeah. And um, the order ended up being reversed. Uh, but I think had the union not contacted those that were contacted, that, un- that order would have stood. And um, that's why you pay your union dues. When it go. matters, when time matters, uh, we don't let personal feelings get in the way of the the family or the uh, tradition or the history of the fire service. You no, know, they've got their,
1: here, here, Nick, that's... It's a brotherhood. It is a brotherhood. And a and, and sisterhood. And, they're, and a sisterhood. And, and they're lucky that's... to have a leadership like you, brother, who's going to stand in there and take that charge. Because somebody has to. And, uh, you know, all good unions need that kind of leadership lest you would not be... A good union. We had one, uh, you know, flight attendant union, pilot union. You can you can go down the line, uh, and I'm I'm think I'm grateful. I can say this. I I know I'm grateful, and I think everybody will agree that the unions have been running scared since you know, professional air traffic controllers union was busted in in 1980, the first official act by St. Ronald Reagan when he took the presidency. But you know, this has been a long period and a long time coming. I think unions are starting to. To see a little bit of a renaissance, right? A little bit of a comeback.
3: Not
5: all, uh, not all 730 firefighters can have a mic on their, uh, on a Friday morning at 10 a.m. And that's what uh, I was elected to do: be their mouthpiece, be their voice. Um, I'm very fortunate for their support. Very fortunate for the uh, outpouring messages that I get from them. Uh, and I work for them.
1: And it's an elected position, so you know, you it's it's something that you get nominated for. You you put your hat in the ring, and then you you know you've got to tell everybody why you want to be the man.
5: Of of the five hundred that voted, of the five hundred firefighters that voted, four hundred checked my box. Had a boy. Had a boy. Let's ring, that you,
2: those those Let's ring that bell. Let's tund- ring that bell. Turning again right now, we're we've got Nick Stocko. He's president of the Tampa Firefighters Local Seven Fifty Four. muy buen hombre. And we really appreciate him being here today. Um... So earlier on, we were talking about the the needs of the firefighters that that are not being met. Yesterday's uh, city council, I know, had discussions with the chief financial officer, uh, with Dennis Rivera, a good guy, uh, talking about how do we find the money, you know? And and I, frankly, I wasn't thrilled that the city was building this hundred million dollar Taj Mahal on on Hannah uh, Avenue. Um, <coughs> When, when that's the same pot of money, you know, it's the general fund. It's the same mm-hmm. pot of money that we need to be spending for, for, you know, for firefighting fires. excuse me, fire stations, trucks, ambulances, et cetera. And it didn't get spent that way. So what's the solution down the road? Where, what did Dennis Rojera tell you guys yesterday?
5: It, you know, they proposed, um, and I think, you know, Councilman, Councilman Vieira has really been a, a champion for us on, the public safety master plan or trying to get some kind of funding, uh, funding in line, they proposed bonding. And I know, you know, many are against it for whichever, but, uh, I I really want to take a close look at those numbers that were presented. It appears as if some of the interest rates, uh, didn't match up as well as for the the interest rates at Hannah. Um, so were those numbers inflated for, uh, you know, to deter council from voting and bonding, but, uh, But the city bonds for everything. I mean, right now they probably have ten or fifteen
2: bonds outstanding, going back you know fifteen twenty years. So bonding is not so
5: unusual. Yes, interest rates are higher right now. So is that what they're afraid of? It it appeared that that was some of the concern of council. But even with some of the you know the the developers that are coming in, we look at Pasco County. They have a fire tax. Um, Something is a designated funding source. We need a designated funding source. So that way we're not having to fight in the general fund and duke it out in the general fund for whatever the mayor's or council's interest is at that time. We just need a designated funding source.
1: So real real briefly, because we've just got about a minute left, if there's a wish list, one thing in the top of your wish list, what would that be? Uh,
2: Peace and, and goodwill, fall in bed. For the firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> for the firefighters. I, I think, oh, I think one John thing. said it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And we'll leave it right <laughs> and there. And more fire
1: stations. And more fire and stations more fire and more stations. equipment and more people willing to join and the ranks. Partridge <laughs> and a cartridge and a pair of Because I didn't we need No, 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 because we need. Listen, we need our firefighters. Nick, thank you so much for coming no, in. Oh,
5: thank you guys. Thank you everybody listening in.
1: And 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 if the opportunity arises, please come back and be with us once again because give us an update maybe in a few months.
5: Yeah. We plan the on being here, safety we master-
1: know you're be You there.
2: know, you know the mayor worked her way up to be chief, and then she would became mayor. So, who knows? Nick Stocko might be running for mayor soon. I'd like, We'd like to thank all of our... Union. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like
1: to thank all of our callers, emailers, and texters today. Special thanks to Irene, our phone screener. On behalf of our engineer and John, Jason Marlowe, co-host John Dingfelder. I'm Mighty Nunez saying salute. Happy days. Stay tuned now for The Skinny with Mitch Perry, Ray Roa, Ben Montgomery. Have a great weekend, everybody, and praise your firefighters. Be
2: well.
5: But don't...